Welcome to Intrepid Media, the show for the business professional. Here, we're going to talk about business topics such as leadership, sales, marketing, HR, innovation, strategy, and technology. But we're also going to riff about lifestyle too and help you look better, feel better, and live better. This show is everything the modern business professional needs, from the C-level executive to the millennial. So let's get on with the show. Good morning and welcome back to Intrepid Business. I am your host, Todd Schnick. This is going to be a fun conversation. I, I can't have enough conversations on this show about how to... It's just a lot of the little little things in life and business that make for a happy career and a positive business experience. And today's guest is going to share a lot of interesting insights. And I pulled some things from uh, in my research of her that I think are going to be very interesting elements to a conversation. And I think some eye-opening things for all of us that are listening to this and trying to figure out how to enjoy our career more, how to perhaps thrive in an entrepreneurial venture. So going to be an interesting conversation. Let's get to it. I'm joined today by Nicole Smart. She is the co-owner and vice president of Star Staffing and the author of a new book called From Receptionist to Boss, Real Life Advice for Getting Ahead at Work, which we're here principally to talk about. Nicole, welcome to the show. Thank you. Excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you. I appreciate you carving out some time to join us. I know you're awfully busy doing all this boss stuff of yours, and so I appreciate you stopping by. Nicole, we're here to talk about your new book, From Receptionist to Boss, but before we get into that, take a few quick seconds. Tell us a bit about you and your background. Absolutely. So just like the book says, I started as a receptionist right out of high school. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, so I took part-time uh, classes at a junior college, and it was through the Junior College Career Services Center that told me about a receptionist job at a staffing firm. And so I took that, and my career just blossomed. I took on additional tasks. I was always prompt, and they kept giving me more work and more work, and soon I was a recruiter. And once I was a recruiter, then I became a manager, and then I was doing payroll and leadership. And then at age 21, they asked if I wanted to buy the company. It was a husband and wife team, and I worked really closely with them. And unfortunately, I didn't have the confidence in myself that they saw, so I turned it down. Also at the time, you know, Shark Tank now is is super popular, and it makes entrepreneurship exciting and sexy. And back then, it was scary. It was a huge risk. So I turned down the offer to be an owner. And they sold to a very large company. And when that company took on, I became a sales representative. And I stayed on for two years. And I said, you know what, Nicole, it's time for you to start your own company. You've done every role. You are bringing in new business. You're helping people find jobs. You're doing payroll. You're out networking. It's time to go from paycheck to profits. And so I resigned to start my own company. And through a connection, they told me that Star Staffing was interested in meeting with me, mostly for a sales role. And I believe that you should meet with everyone that you can because you just never know where opportunities lie. And so I took the role even though, or I took the meeting, even though I knew that I wasn't going to be a sales rep, I wanted to be an owner. And sure enough, they said, Nicole, we want you to be sales. And I said, listen, I see a very fast-growing company. That's what I have a vision for, and here's my plan. And so they said, well, let's meet one more time. And they came back, and it just so happened with timing 
that the president of the company, who was very similar to the roles that I did, which was operation and sales, was fading out of the business, and they were looking for an exit strategy. And since I was so transparent with my vision, they said, you know what? Let's start you as a sales rep. Once you bring in X amount of business that warranted stock, you can come on and be an owner. And so I joined Star Staffing in August 2009, and within the first month, I had reached my sales goal, <laughs> which started the negotiations with you know the contracts and the attorneys. And so October 2010 is when I became an owner. And so long story, but a lot went into those few years to to make it to be an owner. So very exciting. Good Lord, I don't know where to begin. I have 50 questions I want to ask you just off of your description of who you are and your background. Goodness gracious. I, 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 I have to get myself organized here and figure out where I want to begin. I mean, I, I literally have a thousand directions I could go from that. Look, did you, so did you go to college? Did you get a degree? I did not. Yeah, see, I got a degree, and in my view, now, hopefully my father won't listen to this because it'll annoy him greatly, but I look back now, and, and my college years were, while I, I certainly enjoyed them, and I certainly learned a lot, and and had a, a good experience, I, I regret that I wasted those four and a half years of my life. I, I would have, I, if I went back, if I was teleported back to 18 years old, with the knowledge I have now, I would absolutely not go to school. What, what's your advice to someone who's who's coming out of high school? I mean, you, you you let off your story by saying out of high school, dot, dot, dot. And, and, and there's there's a lot of debate on higher education. And, and what's your take on it? I mean, what, what kind of counsel do you give to someone who says, well, Nicole, what should I do? Absolutely. I, w- I usually ask them, and a lot of my girlfriends are, agree with you completely. They wish they didn't go to college and that they would have been four years ahead in their careers had they not have gone. I don't necessarily believe that. I think college is a huge asset. You make a lot of social connections. You learn a lot. And it's it's great, but I think you need to know what you want to do with your life before you go to college. And that's tough at 18 years of age or even 17 to really know what you want to do. I advise people to research their industry, try to get a job as an intern even during high school to really make sure that's a career path that you want to seek. So I, I say research. Research first. Well, here's the thing. I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm openly mocking you because cause it's tough at 17, tough at 18 to know what you want to do. Heck, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was in my 20s, right? You know, what I'm doing today is very different than what I was doing in my 20s, and that's okay. And I and I, I think there's a lot of people that look at that as a negative stigma. Well, I should know exactly what I want to do when I'm coming out of high school. No, I don't. I think that's absolutely false. I think you ought to dive into life out of high school and, and, and do some things in your 20s that, that begin to inform, well, maybe this is the direction I want to go. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. There aren't many people in their early 20s who have conversations about owning a company like you did. I mean, that's a to me, that's very, very rare and, and, and very interesting. How did you get to that point? I mean, I guess another way to ask the question is from hearing you describe 
how you got to that point, it seemed very certain to you. It seemed, this is it. This is the direction. This is the thing I want. This is where I need to go. And I did things. I mean, I, I was thrilled to hear you say I took these part-time classes. Good Lord knows, when I was your age, at that age, I would never have taken part-time classes at a, at a community college or what have you. It just wasn't it wasn't what I thought I was supposed to do. you know. And, and it's so admirable to have kind of taken the bull by the horns there. How do you? How did you become so certain of what your path was at such a young age? I wasn't, you know, going right into it. I didn't know what I wanted to. I never thought of being an owner. That was never a dream of mine. So that's why I was exploring college and working. And it just so happened that I loved what I was doing. I was excited to get up every morning and get to the office. I got there early. I stayed late. I just loved what I was doing. And that's when I started to realize, you know what, I'm, I keep getting promoted. I'm doing good. I'm enjoying this. They are proud of me, which gives me even more joy and pleasure working here. So I'm going to stop taking classes and really pursue everything that I have into this career and see how far it takes me. So it was more like a gut intuition, but I worked really hard. I think college is important, especially going back to to it, if you don't know what you're doing um, or what you want to do in your career, I would say take classes, maybe English, more generic classes. Like you, you can't go wrong with a management degree, you know, with a business degree. I think that's very versatile and helpful. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, you did, what you just said it was also very important that you followed your gut intuition, and we all have that. We all we all feel that at various points through our life and careers. Most of us don't listen to it because we're afraid. Wait, this isn't what society wants. This isn't what culture dictates we're supposed to do. Now, even though my gut's telling me one thing, I'm not going to do it because this is not what people expect. And that's so sad, and and it's so admirable when you hear a story of someone who actually felt that and did something with it. And so I think that's an important lesson too, right? Thank you. And it was tough because at the time, all my friends, every single one of them went to college. See, that's exactly was, the point I'm making. That's exactly the point I'm making. All of my friends said dot dot dot. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, Nicole, you know, didn't go to college, and she's in her career, and they were out having fun and." you know, doing things at that age that I really wanted to do. And I felt out of place. I And I went through a, a very tough time emotionally figuring out, well, wait a sec, my friends are in college having the time of their life, and I'm here working, you know, from 7 a.m. to, to late at night. What am I doing wrong? I, it was hard for me. But I, again, my intuition said, Nicole, stick on this path. You're doing well. You like it. Keep going. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, Nicole, while because let me assure you, at that similar age, I had those same feelings. Well, wait a minute. I, my friends are doing this. I should be doing that. I, when, when I look back on it in a, a scenario like that, I realize now, well, wait, 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 wait. You were actually doing what you really like doing. And once once you realize that, then then that verifies, all right, I did choose the right path. So so I, I think the notion of all my friends are having fun in college and I'm here trying to build a future I, may, may feel weird when you're going through it. But I, I think you're ultimately on your deathbed to going to say, boy, did I make the right choice there because I was focused on what needed to be focused on. And we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about focus in a minute before we go to the break. Nicole, I want to close on this idea of passion. You're another one of those advocates that says you got to find passion in your job because that's the key to success. Now, there's a 
thousand, ten thousand, hundred thousand people to talk about. Find your passion and jobs going to be happy. Everyone says that. It's now cliche. It's frustrating mm-hmm. and boring when you hear people talk about it. Why is that something that is so important, though? It's, give, give me the Nicole Smart version of why passion is so critical to achieving success, not only in career, but frankly, finding happiness. Absolutely. Well, I wasn't passionate about staffing. I wasn't passionate about being a receptionist, but I found things that I really liked in my role that made me become more passionate all around. And so I don't necessarily think that you need to take your passion and follow it because my passion at the time was basketball and horseback riding, and that wasn't going to provide the lifestyle that I wanted. Right. right. So I think people need to get excited about what they do. It's easier to find the right attitude than it is to find the right job or the perfect job. And so I always tell people, get excited about what you do. Even if it's just working Monday through Friday and that you have weekends off, find that excitement again. Make it come back to life. Like in marriage, you know, after a few years, you got to spice things up again. You still got to do that in your job as well. So it's finding those little things that you like to do and adding those to your job. It's also making sure that your job aligns with the companies. And what I mean by that is if you're new to a job or you've been in the career, reach out to your supervisor and say, hey, here's my goals for the next few years. How does that align with this company? How can we mutually benefit each other? And I think that goes a long way. Well, that is so critical to happiness in life and and success in career. We're going to dive into that when we come back from the break. So Nicole Smart and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. Think Next, Act Now is an entrepreneurial movement. It is a teaching platform, a coaching forum that emphasizes action. And the link between thought and action makes a difference in the outcome you determine or the result that's determined for you. When you see, seize, and create opportunity for yourself, you take a big step toward becoming recession-proof and changing your life. If you are determined to make a change in your life, Think Next, Act Now will provide the essential toolkit to move your life forward. Only realized potential cashes the check of reality. Now is the time to realize your potential. Think Next, Act Now, and go always forward. To learn more, go to BillWoodich.com. That's BillWoodich.com. All right, I am back with Nicole Smart co-owner and vice president of Star Staffing and the author of a new book, From Receptionist to Boss, real-life advice for getting ahead at work. So right before the break, you said, oh, about a half dozen totally profound things that I want to explore a lot further. I've heard you say that when you took the job as a receptionist, you decided that I'm going to be the best receptionist I could be. Now, that is game-changing for anyone listening to this because most of us listening to this are not satisfied in our career. We're, we, we don't find reward in what we do. We don't find meaning in what we do. We, we count the hours till Friday. We count the hours till 5 p.m. That's just such a miserable existence to live your life that way. And, and I mean, what you said also before the break that I wanted to explore further is this idea. It's so much easier to find the perfect attitude than the perfect job. And, and boy, if you can figure out how to do that, it changes everything with how you approach life and how you approach your work, how you approach your career. Talk about that a bit. I mean, what do you mean when you said, I'm going to be the best receptionist I could be? It's easy to say that. It's a great 
talking point, but how do you actually do that? I mean, what do you have to do? It's all mindset, I suspect. How do you how do you actually get into that kind of mindset where you can say, hey, there, I'm providing real value here to this organization as a, quote, receptionist or insert whatever title it is. How do you actually do that? I've always had the philosophy that you never know what could happen. And so you have to give your all at every moment because one thing will lead to a next and many doors can open up. And so everything that we do, we should do it with our, you know, heart and soul and passion and and work really hard at it. So when I became a receptionist, I wanted to be the best receptionist that that company had ever saw. And I took time to understand what they needed from me, what their expectations were, and then I made sure every day to exceed that by going above and beyond. And it was a lot of hard work, but it does pay off. But you have to also be transparent in your communication with your supervisors and let them know where you want to be. Again, making sure that you are aligned in your vision. Well, we're going to talk about transparency because that was a, yet another important thing you said in the top half of the show. So we'll dive into that in a second. But this idea of deciding to be the best at whatever role you're given, mm-hmm. if you're if, if that's not your attitude, if you're like, oh, God, it's Monday, it's 9 a.m., I got to go, I'm a receptionist, which is just not a big deal, blah, 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 blah. It's so easy to fall into that that typical attitude, but but when when you make the decision to say I'm going to be the best at this because this is at this moment in time this is my responsibility and I have a job to do and I'm expected to do it well and I'm being paid to do this job maybe not a lot but I am being paid to do this job to do it that when you when your attitude shifts to I want to be the best at this. All of a sudden, the work, even the work of a receptionist, can become rewarding, right? And it can become it's more hot, enjoyable, and mm-hmm. more enjoyable, which is critical, and and in a learning experience, right? Absolutely, it's it, everything is a mindset, and we can retrain our brain and reprogram it to think positively, to you know think that. Instead of getting up and going, oh, gosh, I have to get ready for work, get up and go, oh, this is my day. I'm going to prove myself. You know, this is the day that I'm going to make everyone else's day happy by answering the phone with a smile and, you know, and so forth. And so that's what I put into it is, trust me, there are days that I don't want to get out of bed, but I have to tell myself, Nicole, you are here to make people's lives better, to help them get jobs. You're needed and you need to show up and put on a smile and make the day great. And so it's just constant reinforcement of that that mindset. Constant reinforcement. See, that that's the other point here. This isn't easy. We're not saying this is really easy. I mean, th- someone can listen to this and say, oh, yeah, Todd and Nicole, sure. It's all about mindset. If I could just I just think positive, all of a sudden everything's different. No, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I get where they're coming from. But this is not easy. And this is a constant effort, right? I mean, even Nicole Smart, who w- went from receptionist to the boss, still has to fight this battle every day, right? And that's okay. I mean, and you have to become, you're going to soon learn that, hey, that's part of the fun of this is fighting that battle that exciting battle every day that, hey, I can, I do have control here. I do have influence over how I look at life and how life treats me, right? I mean, this, so the point is, this is a never-ending fight, right? 
Absolutely. It's a daily routine. You know, you get up, daily you shower routine. every day, you brush your te- you, hopefully you brush your teeth every day. You need to also reinforce your mindset every day and just, and it becomes easier and soon it'll be on autopilot that you're just thinking more positively. You're seeing things easier um, along the way. You talk a lot about knowing your strengths. And that's mm-hmm. another one of those cliche things people say, well, duh, of course I need to know my strengths. But most of us don't. I'm going to I'm gonna tell you if, you, if you randomly pull 20 people out of some restaurant you're sitting in and say, what's your strengths? Most people really couldn't effectively and articulately answer that question. Why is that so hard and why is it so important? It's important because it's, studies have shown that when you really enjoy something, usually it's a strength of yours. And so if in your day-to-day you can be dealing with things that are strengths, you'll enjoy it more and you'll be more productive and happier doing it. So it is important to understand what your strengths are, what your attributes are. I think it's also great for interviewing to put on your resume to also share with your supervisor of, hey, these are my strengths. Is there any position in the company that I can utilize these strengths and help you achieve greatness, you know, those sort of things. I I never like to speak in front of people, even in, in school. I wanted to call out sick. I, I just had major anxiety <laughs> talking in front of people. And as time went on, I was soon and, and through obviously working, I got more comfortable speaking. And so now that's a huge strength of mine. But it also takes practice. And I think a lot of the things we think are strengths, necessarily aren't to us so it's, it's good to explore that and that's in the book i talk about strength finders which was a huge discovery for me yeah well i, I don't want to i don't want to belabor the point here but but understanding how to identify your strengths is so critical to figuring all this out another area you talk a lot about is focus and that's another area where most people really, really stink at is that they just they aren't focused. And one way to look at it is the importance of saying no, because most of us don't say no enough. And, and, and when you begin to understand and learn that skill and then you can you can chip away at all the fluff and really focus on the key things. Boy, that changes everything, too. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I say in my book, the one word secret to getting everything done is no. (laughs) And say it every time you feel distracted. And it was tough for me because I love to help people and I love to take things on and get it done. And See, that that has to be a big (laughs) challenge for you because, because to be the best, quote, receptionist I could be means that you have to sit there and volunteer and get yourself involved in a lot of things, right? I mean, so I mean, so that's a fine line you got to draw, but it's but it, you got to figure that out though. It's a balancing act because you have to show that you can do more than a receptionist and start taking other tasks on into other positions to show that you're capable and willing. But then you also can't extend yourself too much that you're not able to get your daily job done as well. And again, be the best in that role. So there is, it's a delicate dance, I like to call it. And it's really just maximizing your time. But there are things that you have to say no. And so I always look at it and say, is this the best use of my time? Does it align with where I'm going to go? Is it going to make me better? Is it going to make me stronger? Am I going to learn something from it? You know, there's there's many questions I ask before I take a assignment on that's not mine. 
and that helps. But you, you have to say no and you have to delegate. You have to become a really good delegator. Well, that's that's a serious skill you have to learn, and, and that's important in terms I'm of focus. I'm still learning it. Well, exactly. <laughs> so am I, and I'm far older than you, I think. And and but that's the other point is that's a ne- that's never anything you become a master at. That's something you have to. That's also something you have to continue to focus on. I have a there's a guy named Derek Sivers. You might be familiar with him. He he has this thing called the Hell Yeah Test. And this is how he figures out what to say no to. Because when someone says to him, hey, Derek, do you want to do X? If his immediate reaction isn't, oh, hell yeah, I want to do that. Then he says no. Why are you living this short life of ours doing something that you don't really want to do? Why? Why? If, if, if you have the chance to say, oh, hell yeah, I want to do that. Well, then that's the kind of life you should be living is is that kind of life where you're doing stuff that that's meaningful to you that that changes things that impacts people and all that so anyway that's one that's how i learned how to say no if 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 it doesn't make me say hell yeah then i say no to it so you said something at the very top of the show which i think is really critical and i think again it's yet another thing that most people suck at is when you were talking about how you got a chance to be an owner of, of, of Star Staffing, is, is you said, I was transparent with my vision. And I don't think most people even understand what the hell that means. Because another thing you say is you have to let your engagement, you have to let your happiness show. So talk about that. Talk about the importance of transparency, of, of sharing your vision, why that matters. Because, if, frankly, if you were not hearing your story, if you were not transparent with your vision, you would never would have been considered to take over this organization, which would have changed your life dramatically. So talk about all of that transparency, letting your engagement and happiness show. Why is that so important? Yeah, a great question. Well, first, right, if I never even accepted the meeting because they wanted a sales representative, I never would have been here. So it's also you never know where the door is opening, so just take every meeting and see see what happens. I'm a firm believer in being honest, and that honesty pays off. Even if you have to be brutally honest and people don't want to hear it, it's still much easier. And so I, obviously, before I was seeking out to be an owner, I wrote down everything that I thought I could do differently in the staffing industry to be a huge competitor, to be different than the others. And so I really had a strong understanding of who I was and my purpose and what my company's purpose would be. So when I met with them, I could have said, oh, I'm having a, I'm starting my own staffing firm. No, thank you. But I thought, here's this company that's already established, right, that obviously needs help getting clients in. And here I am, and I do really good with clients, but I also have all these other attributes. So why not partner together? They're already established. I don't have to go and get funding. And we together can collaborate and become a great company. And so, again, I met with them and I told them that I saw a fast-growing company and here's how I was going to do it. And in this case, honesty paid off because they loved my idea. They agreed and timing was perfect. Well, I, if, if you were paying close attention to when Nicole said this at the top half of the show, she goes, no, I took the meeting about being a sales rep, but I had no intention of being a sales <laughs> rep. You know, I mean, that's the, 
take control. Grab this thing by the by the horns. I mean, you can go into a meeting. Maybe there's a set agenda, but you can you have the ability to change that agenda. And most people just don't <laughs> think they do. And and I'm thinking, well, then why are you even here? Why do you even exist? Why is life worth living if you're just going to do what everyone everyone expects of you? So anyway, I thought that was a profound statement too. I well, I had no intention of doing what they had intended me to do. And and we all can do that. We all can take that. And look, here's the deal. I'm sure their attitude towards you wasn't as a result of your attitude saying, I'm not going to be. It wasn't, oh, this this lady is a deviant and she's a problem. We're not going to we're not going to work with her. No, ultimately, they made you an owner of the damn company. And yeah. it's because I, I showed up. I was yeah. very nice. I listened to everything that they had to say. Well, be respectful. Um, be respectful. You know, open-minded. Exactly. I didn't go in there, barge in, and said, oh, whoa, whoa, stop right there, you know, not interested. I let them say everything that they had to say, and in my mind, I was thinking, okay, how can I get them to be excited about me wanting to join their team as an owner? Right. <laughs> and so everything they said, I was thinking, okay, here's how I'm going to come back to that, and here's how I'm going to come back to that. And I listened, and... Sure enough, I came back and said, this is what I can add. And if you're not interested, that's okay because I'm already pursuing and we'll just be competitors instead of collaborators. Right, right. Well, as you say, everything is a learning experience. And so take those meetings and listen to what they have to say because they might share some valuable insights and, and they probably have more experience than you and learn from that and, and take it in, process it. And, but then as you say, the key word there is, here's what I can add. And, mm -hmm. and the, the successful be person... Be a value. Be mm -hmm. a value, but the, the successful person is able to able to discern and say, here's what I can add. Because most people don't have the courage to say, well, here's what you laid out, and but I, I'm not going to... I don't dare say, here's what I can add, because I don't want to offend them. Uh, you know, but that's 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 the key, is here's what I can add to, to what you've laid out. So, uh, Nicole, we could talk for another four hours and all this stuff, and unfortunately, we're about out of time. Um, me thinks we'll have to get you back on the show to keep diving into some of these. Can we just scratch the surface of some of these very critical mindsets that, that are just game-changing for people and, and their success in business and happiness and business and life? So, anyway, before I let you go today, if should anyone have any questions, Nicole, how can they contact you? And more importantly, where can they get their hands on a copy of From Receptionist to Boss? They can reach out to me on email. It's Nicole at NicoleSmart.com. Remember, smart is with two Ts. And I'm also on social media. So if you just Google Nicole Smart, my LinkedIn profile will pop up and most likely Twitter and Instagram and all those fun fun platforms. And my book is on Amazon. So if you just go into the search and type in From Receptionist to Boss, it'll pop up, and I hope that you all buy a copy. Nicole Smart, the co-owner and vice president of Star Staffing and the author of a new book, From Receptionist to Boss, real-life advice for getting ahead at work. Nicole, a real pleasure to have you. Thanks again for stopping by and joining us. Thank you for having me. Oh, the pleasure was mine. All right, that's all the time we have for today. Again, on behalf of my guest, Nicole Smart, I am Todd Schnick. We'll see you soon on Intrepid Business. Thank you for listening to Intrepid Media. We appreciate your attention. To receive everything we do, simply go to intrepidmailinglist.com. That's intrepidmailinglist.com and sign up. You can also find us at intrepid.media and on iTunes. 
And to support the important work we do on your behalf, a rating and review on iTunes will help spread our work far and wide. Again, we certainly appreciate your support. Now, get out there, be intrepid, and we'll see you next time. 